Uh, I've got a snatcher of milk. And I've got a Welch rabbit. Hello there. Welcome to Date Fight. It's a podcast where we take things that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley, and together we have desecrated the tombs of history to find the mummies of entertainment. Joining us to distribute the now-revived ancient bacillus of this podcast is Athena Kublenu. How are you, Athena? Very well. How are you? I'm good. How are you getting? To, how are you finding this week? Um, this week is like every other week. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, let's trudge on then. I'm going to take us to the 9th of June, 1954, when Joseph Welch appears at the Senate Subcommittee on Investigations. So in 1950, Joe McCarthy claimed to have a list of hundreds of communists in the State Department. Um, And in January 1953, when Republicans took control of Congress, Joseph McCarthy was put in charge of the Senate Committee on Government Operations, which had a subcommittee on investigations and was allowed to go crazy, having hearings and pulling everyone in and accusing them of being communists. This was in a long tradition of uh, committees that did things like this since the House of Un-American Activities Committee uh, about 10 years earlier. Um, anyway, in 1953, he'd gone through the State Department and got rid of lots of them. And so he decided he wanted to investigate the army. So he started pulling in people from the army. Whilst that was happening, um, the uh, law- his lawyer for the committee was Roy Cohn. Now, Roy Cohn is the person who later became the lawyer for Fred Trump and was mentor to current president of the United States, Donald Trump. Uh, essentially, he wasn't a very nice person. He's one of the, he has no fewer than two jokes in The Simpsons about how evil he is. So, but he had a good friend in the army called G. David Shine, proving that in America, if people have an initial before two names, they are probably a bad one, like G. Gordon Liddy and E. Howard Hunt, both of whom were put in prison for Watergate. Uh, so Roy Cohn's friend, G. David Shine, Roy Cohn at one point forged Joseph McCarthy's signature uh, so that G. David Shine could get into the Senate Senator's Bath, which was a sort of steam room where they could all sit and be, I don't know, sweaty senators together. Um, and so when Joseph McCarthy tried to investigate the army, the army um, shot back and said, well, your subcommittee is actually trying to get special favours for various people in the army. Um, and we've got evidence. Um, there was there were doctored photographs introduced and the whole thing sort of devolved into a, um, well, rather unseemly accusations of uh, homosexuality and closeted homosexuality. Roy Cohn later, I mean, he never came out, but he was known to be homosexual later on. And there... It was all clo- uh, cloaked under an idea of, are homosexuals a security risk? That was the argument they said they were having, um, but it essentially devolved into McCarthy and Welch uh, shouting fairy and pixie at each other for a reasonable amount of time. Um, on the 9th of June... Hmm? I mean, wow. Yeah. So there was a photograph of um, G. David Shine, which uh, Welch said, do you think this came from a pixie? McCarthy responded, will counsel, for my benefit, define, I think he might be an expert on what a pixie is. Uh, to which Welch said, yes, I should say, Mr. Senator, that a pixie is a close relative of a fairy. Brackets laughter from the chamber. Shall I proceed, sir? Have I enlightened you? McCarthy, as I said, I think you might be an authority on what a pixie is. And that was the level at which they generally batted things backwards and forwards on this last day of the hearings. But this is the uh, exchange after which... Um, Welch said to McCarthy, have you no decency, sir? Which was the point at which the general public um, lost, um, didn't lose interest in the hearings, but Joseph McCarthy lost uh, public approval. Um, Yes. 
and he said, At long last, have you no sense of decency? If there is a God in heaven, this will do neither you nor your cause any good before stamping out. Um, which led to McCarthy's popularity plummeting by 16% in one day. Um, and by the end of the year, the Senate had, sens- had censured Joe McCarthy, who went on to die of alcoholism a couple of years later. And that's my important thing that happened on the 9th of June, 1954. Joseph Welch said, asked Joseph McCarthy if he had any decency at all, and ended the few years of McCarthyism in America. Hmm. Hmm. Well, hmm. hmm. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. But wouldn't you rather have faster broadband? <laughs> I'm going to take you to the 9th of June, 1983. And Margaret Thatcher wins her second term. A landslide victory. 397 seats to Labour's 209. Mm -hmm. Uh, The SDP Liberal Alliance, uh, fighting its first national contest, won 23 whopping seats. Well done. Uh, That's that's first past the post for you. that was worth it. And uh, she said uh, she wasn't going to be doing anything particularly radical. Uh, she said, I haven't been extreme for the last four years and I'm not extreme now. Uh, what it did, though, was set in motion uh, the parlous state of UK broadband compared to the rest of the world now. So hmm. 35 years ago, in fact, more. But it was during this term that uh, she took some decisions. Uh, that hobbled us in the digital world uh, because uh, the chief engineer, uh, I think at uh, BT, uh, had worked out by 1986. Uh, he was like, there is no way copper wire is going to work for if we're going to start doing internet and it's going to happen fast. Mm-hmm. Copper wire is no good. It's got to be fiber optic, which still feels like quite a new, exciting idea to me. <laughs> uh Talking about it in 1986, by 1986, this guy had worked out a system to get it to every household cheaper than copper wires. And they built two factories who were building this stuff. And Margaret Thatcher said, no, no, that's that's anti-competitive, that is. Mm. Um, What we could do instead is have loads of companies competing with each other to put in uh, copper wire stuff like they do in the States. And that that would be brilliant because that would be more money. Uh, so we'll do that instead. And she pulled the plug on the whole thing. They sold, they shut down the factories. They sold off uh, all the uh, machinery and the expertise to uh, places like Japan. Uh, and that was the end of our fibre optic dream for, well, I'm still waiting! Hmm. And if you found your date because too of the long 1983 to election, it's Thatcher's fault. Yeah, yeah, it really is. So never mind the milk snatcher; she's the one. Meaning, it making it very difficult for me to watch anything <laughs> off the internet in good Just... resolution. <laughs> Whatever it was, far greater crime than <laughs> smashing the unions, <laughs> destroying the manufacturing base of Britain, and underfunding <laughs> the health service for twelve yeah, years. Yeah, that was nothing. I want to be able to see Disney Plus. In 4K! Yeah, Disney Plus. Um, happy... <laughs> happy birthday to George Stevenson, the father of the steam train, whose rocket uh, was he's usually accepted to be the first steam train, and he managed to run over a cabinet minister with it, so that was pretty good. Uh, happy birthday to Robert Clark Graham, who made millions developing shatterproof glasses, and he devoted the funds to... Jake, what's something... Uh, that we usually find people of the early 20th century were into which we wouldn't expect oh 
Um, persecuting Jewish people? Oh, no, not this time. This time it's persecuting oh. everyone he considered. He was a eugenicist. Uh, oh, brilliant! So he set up the Nobel Sperm Bank in 1980, oh, which wow. only wanted sperm from geniuses. It started only wanting sperm from people oh, who'd wow. won a Nobel Prize until he found they were all so old that their sperm <laughs> was of quite low quality. <laughs> so he started having to take other sperm. And it, what's the test? For like being a genius, I don't like know. Anyone could just pick up. You're a genius. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get me in the closet with some porn. I think anyone who is giving their sperm to that place, unless they're getting paid a lot of money, probably isn't a genius by definition. But it closed in 1999, and there are 218 babies, or not babies anymore. They'll be all at least in their 20s, wandering around, who are presumably Seriously? geniuses in the making. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. a documentary going to track down there. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like. Um, Justin Lee Collins, isn't it? Getting the band back together. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday to Happy Rockefeller. She was the second lady of the United States from 1974 to 1977 when her husband, Nelson Rockefeller, was vice president. Uh, She was heir to a cordage fortune and had six siblings. Uh, Sneezy Rockefeller, Sleepy Rockefeller, Rumpy Rockefeller, Dopey Rockefeller, Bashful Rockefeller and Dog. Happy death day to Nero, who committed suicide, or at least tried to commit suicide a number of times. Uh, There was a revolt in Rome. Um, He was afraid people were going to kill him, so he went to flee. But when he went to flee, the people who owned all the boats said, no, we're not taking you where you want to go. Um, And so he said, is it so dreadful a thing to die? And he went and wrote a long speech in which he apologised for everything, but then was too cowardly to go outside and give it in case he got torn into pieces. Um, Then he went to bed that night. He woke up and all his guards had gone. And so he wandered around the building asking people to stab him uh, if they had a sword. And they just said no. They ignored him and sort of pretended it wasn't happening. It was all a bit awkward. He then uh, went to throw himself in the Tiber, but uh, it looked too cold and wet, so he didn't. He went back to his palace. (laughs) Fair. That is fair. Looked for somewhere to run away to. um, And a friend of his offered a villa outside Rome. So he went there with his four friends, uh, at which point a messenger arrived saying, oh, by the way, the Senate have decided to murder you. They're sending someone here to beat you to death. Um, The Senate hadn't decided that, but the messenger had got the wrong end of the stick. Uh, But at which point he said, right, I definitely will kill myself now. Oh, dear. Ah, I'm going to stab myself right now. And he couldn't do it. And so he asked his friend to kill themselves first so he could see how it was done. Uh, and they said no <laughs> can I just could you just yeah yeah okay I got it now I've got it now um, and then he saw the messengers approaching in the distance so he asked his secretary to stab him and his secretary who I think was quite tired of the whole thing by this point did um, and the messenger arrived and said hey we've come to take you back to Rome and see if we can work everything oh no you're bleeding everywhere and they tried to stop the bleeding but it was too late in fact that was his, his final words were too late this is fidelity it's not. He doesn't really Crikey. understand what fidelity is. Anyway, that's Nero. Happy death day to him. Uh, happy death day to Jeanne Guyon, the 17th century French mystic. Um, and also happy death day to Charles Dickens, who is funnier than most people give him credit for. Although I think the new David... I haven't seen it, but I imagine the new David Copperfield film is probably funny enough. That's that birthdays and the sure. days. Well, my mum's birthday's today. Is it? Happy birthday! Yeah. Well, Is I'm he... glad I'd remembered that because I just realised I haven't got a card. So... <laughs> <laughs> no, you could say I did <laughs> do on a podcast. <laughs> did you get the card? Yeah, I got um, people to wish you happy birthday on your birthday on a podcast instead of a card. You um, can say. Oh, <sighs> but happy birthday! But EastEnders is stopping any day now because they're going to run out, so she can put on a podcast instead. Okay, I'll, I'll recommend this 
Yes, happy birthday. It's the only podcast to have wished happy birthday to Athena's mum. Uh, all of which uh, brings us to decision time. Yes. Now, just to be completely honest with our listener, uh, we're picking this up mm-hmm. uh, following a catastrophic internet <laughs> failure. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, But, um, you know, I'm fascinated to, to see who I mean, wins out of me talking about internet failure and the paucity of the UK internet infrastructure yeah as a result of the 1983 election <sighs> versus whatever you had i can't even remember it was so long ago <laughs> it was mccarthyism it was just you know the persecution of a political minority in the biggest nominal democracy on earth sure so it's anyway. up to athena to decide which of those two things one of which actually has destroyed the recording of this podcast was most important well, just literally whilst I was talking about what a terrible thing Thatcher did, everything went dead. <laughs> and Thatcher, Thatcher right? rose from the grave and, you know, right? she made, you know, she just, she torments us from the grave. It's yep. unbelievable. So how can I go with anything <laughs> other than Thatcher after that? Fair enough. You know, I don't want to, she, she wants us to choose this. Do you know what I mean? That's what well, she wants. She shouldn't do what she wants, she, though. She's a terrible woman. But, she, this, um, but at the same time, if I don't do what she wants, then we're not remembering how terrible she was. Oh, so which yeah. is the right thing to do exactly exactly so um it's i think we should just have a think about the fact that we are all um in lockdown on zoom meetings <laughs> yeah. and you know we've got lag and freeze frames yeah. and, and that's all her slow all of it all of it is her fault <sighs> evil cow you know why she she actually doesn't have a grave she was um cremated and distributed somewhere just so that we couldn't go and we on her grave so if you'd like to go you can't <laughs> they do that with dictators you know they do that with like insanely evil they did that with them they did that with Osama bin Laden you know when they gave him a burial at sea right that's what yeah. they so called burial at sea I think he's alive I think he's taking calls in a call center somewhere to be honest but um but yeah but he, he was considered to be so evil that we couldn't possibly give him a site to commemorate and we couldn't do that with Thatcher either, oh, which I, is uh, hilarious. Well, th- Jimmy Savile, they d- he was put at an angle so he could see out over his own feet, apparently over the valley below the graveyard, and the people dug him up and relayed him down completely horizontal so he could only see his own feet now. <laughs> but he's yeah, dead, Yeah, it's the so little things. Yeah. <laughs> That'll serve him right. That'll teach yeah. him. For decades of... Justice! Yeah, the sweet, the sweet smell of justice. That makes you feel better. Well, this feels like a very hollow victory. Let's, let's dig up all the paedophiles and <laughs> then bury them, them again let, then horizontally. Uh, okay. On that uh, delightful note. Yes, we will see you tomorrow for another date fight. Take yes. care. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.